Hello and welcome, everybody. You're listening to Off the Top of My Head podcast, a variety podcast where we talk about anything and everything. You'll hear my own personal views and where special guests talk about their career and give advice along the way. So, folks, if you're listening on the Anchor app, please give an applause and subscribe if you like this content. Feel free to leave me a voice message with a question or suggestion. I'll be sure to respond. So thanks for listening to Off the Top of My Head. And let's get started with today's episode. All right, everybody, and welcome to this next episode of Off the Top of My Head. Before we get started, I want to let you know this podcast is sponsored by absolutely nobody. <laughs> so nobody is sponsoring this podcast, so we get right to it. Uh, but let me set the scene for you. A, a friend of ours has uh, graciously lent his uh, retail space, the back room of his retail space, so we can have this conversation. So this is a working retail establishment. Um, you may hear some background noise. Some folks might even pop in to say hello. You never know. Everybody, when they see a microphone, is a little bit curious uh, as to what's going on. So uh, it also uh, maybe is a little bit echoey, too, because we do not have control uh, over the uh, you know acoustics of the actual um, room that we're in. So, so here we are, and I have a guest with me today who I'll introduce uh, to you in a moment, but I want to tell you why I chose this guest. Um, so we met uh, probably about four years ago. And I think when we first had our conversation, we just, uh, we instantly connected. It was a situation where I was managing a retail banking establishment and this gentleman would come into the branch and transact business with us. But uh, there was more to it. There was a conversation that was happening and there was a genuineness um, with each other that I think was, um, it was very gravitational or, or magnetic, I guess you would say. And so we really connected. And, um, you know, he came to me one day and he said, hey, he goes, I'm, you know, I'm getting out of the recruiting space and I'm getting into this executive coaching. And I'm like, what the hell is executive coaching? I had no idea what it was. Uh, but I was curious and, you know, I felt like it was an opportunity maybe to for me to get out of my comfort zone a little bit uh, and to gain a little bit more perspective on my career. So I definitely engaged. And from this process, um, I think it's really important that most, if not everybody, has a career coach. So we're going to go, I think, through why everybody should consider having a career coach. And perhaps you're experiencing a career gap or there are some things in your career that you need to you need to discuss. You know, it's difficult sometimes when you're in the moment to really see everything as a big picture. And I think that's what an executive coach does. Um, but even if you aren't experiencing a career gap, I would still recommend listening to this podcast because there's going to be a lot of good content uh, that my next guest is uh, going to unpack for us. Because um, as you may have listened in one of my previous podcasts, it's all about the mindset. All right. It's all about the mindset. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest, Mr. Richard Laboon. Rich, welcome. My friend, Bill, it's it's a pleasure. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for coming on today. I appreciate Thank it. And, uh, you know, I meant those words uh, very genuinely, uh, mm -hmm. how we connected. And, uh, you know, I, I, you're right. I consider you my friend now. You know, it's, you're not just a business acquaintance. Uh, we're friends. It's a spectrum. Yeah, we, right? We've reached the, the, <laughs> the, the, I guess, the zenith of our uh, journey. Yes, yes. Well, I hope there's many more years to come. So, Well, if not, we've become enemies. I don't know. Oh, right. But, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't get <laughs> Right, <me>. right. <laughs> so, so you were talking, you know, it's interesting. You Right off the top, you used the word journey. So um, I guess maybe tell me about your journey 
Tell me where it began, you know, when you were younger and how it evolved to what it is today. That's a great question. So looking where I'm at now and the journey after 25 years, Mm -hmm. growing up in an entrepreneurial family and knowing what entrepreneurship is and knowing how to just do everything. And I had gravitated towards sales and marketing in that function. So that's kind of was my... Went off to college, got a degree in accounting. I don't know why, but I figured I was a numbers guy, but I hated every day I went in. But I had a professor who I was very fortunate to write papers and not just do numbers. And so that that was my sweet spot. And so I graduated and went off and worked a year as an accountant that lasted one year. Okay, And from there, I shifted into different roles, different things, and finally found recruiting. So I got into recruiting, and for 18, 19 years, I was a recruiter. But along that journey, I had started three or four other businesses, had partners, closed businesses, failed the businesses, uh, succeeded. And along that path, coaching kept getting more and more, uh, I would say more and more, you know, vibrant, Clients I would recruit, they needed career advice, uh, even after they got on the job. They'd be calling me up, how do I deal with this? So I said, wait a minute, what, what's this? So all of a sudden, about maybe five years ago, the light went on, four, almost four years ago, that there actually was a career in coaching. Mm-hmm. There was a new industry that had begun to morph and morph. And I said, you know what? Um, and I made the transition and exited my last startup about three and a half years ago. And... That was a big shift, and I went back to school. I finished my master's at you know University of Penn, and from there I got certified as a coach, and have created a coaching practice. I've since closed my you know you know you know uh, you know search business mm-hmm. and full time coaching. So that was a big moment for you. I think you and I were talking one off. You were saying that the you know putting the recruiting aside and yeah. and really going you know full tilt there. So you know, tell me. Tell me what that felt like, you know, see here, here you are, you created something, you know, you knew you wanted to break away from the accounting piece of it. You, you created something with recruiting. Mm -hmm. What was it like to break away from that? I think it was, uh, it's always multidimensional. So for me, my intuition deep within inside kept getting louder and louder that I knew the future was something different. But when you're logically looking at it and you've made good money from an industry that you've started and started two companies, actually three companies, you know, within the recruiting sector, you look back, but I think the, the pain of it, the pain was, it was more of a pain. It was such a, a painful that it became more harder and harder to not just place people, but just the pushing the stone up the mountain. Right. That's it's just that constant twenty four seven. See, in 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 you know, actually recruiting, it literally is a mindset that is twenty four seven. I mean, you're always you know this, and plus you're kind of in the middle trying to play somebody, and they get all kinds of crazy calls and this and that. And and I looked at as you know from you know being my own coach, I said this is crazy. Yeah. So it got to the point where it was painful enough to sure. say. It's 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 either it's either coaching or this. Yeah, but you're right. You always have to be on, right? I mean, I've gotten messages from recruiters at all hours, mm-hmm. you know, of the evening. So you're 
you're constantly, like you said, you're pushing the stone up the hill there. It mm-hmm. became, yeah. And I would imagine too that, you know, while in the moment you're dealing with some of these folks who are looking for employment, yeah. you know, you're vested, right? You're yeah. vested. Like you truly have their best interest in mind, but you know, you also have yours, right? You know, you need to get paid. You have a, mm-hmm. a contract with mm-hmm. a human resources department or a mm-hmm. company, but in the end, when you place them, what happens? They, you don't talk to them, right? Uh, it's a majority of, yes, that's the one. So it's sort of like, uh, you, you know, almost, you know, getting divorced every, every month. Yeah. But literally. And, yeah. But out of that, out of that, you get the one out of 10 that would come back. And that's where coaching gelled out of, is that they needed help. They needed advice. They needed uh, some kind of... Uh, uh, you know, information they didn't have. And that's where I, I didn't realize looking back that all along I was being prepared to become a coach. Mm-hmm. And to add to that pain, many people that I had reached out to said, what do you do? Are you a coach or do you still do recruiting? Mm. The message was being clouded. And I've always known as a serial entrepreneur, if you don't focus on a product or a client or a niche, you'll never make money. Yeah. Never. And yeah. so for me, this is the journey. So it was difficult to let go. Um, it was emotional. My family, my my wife, and, and knowing that, but seeing where the investment they made with me to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, to add to that, it even to the point where I start my PhD in September. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a degree in a PhD in coaching, one of the only two universities in the United States where coaching is the next. So I'm capturing really as another entrepreneurial focus, my last Pravi hurrah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is it. This is everything because I am the product. Right. So, so tell me about the educational um, part of it. So, you know, here you are, you're like, okay, I want to be a coach now. Mm-hmm. What kind of studying is involved? What, how do you even begin to source it? Tell me, tell me about that process there. Yeah, it's a great question. I think that if you type in, coaching on google you're going to find i call it the good bad and ugly and that's in everything every industry you've got people that are woo woo it's the it's the uh you know talking to the universe you got people that are so it's all about behavioral change it's all about this so out out of that i created my own method that i've trademarked and that's what i'm working in my phd is to kind of work through i did it within my master's was to create a program that really gets to the heart of people and the mindset. Um, really what I call their thoughts, their you know, feelings, and really their intuitions. Because one of the research that I found is 80% of executives or leaders use their intuition to make decisions. Well, that's pretty profound. So mm-hmm. that kind of really got me very interested to go on to further research. And the training took almost two years. Mm. Because I had to get certified through the International Coach Federation, 500 plus hours of coach and training, okay. taking two tests, being coached, writing a whole paper on what is coaching, how I look at it, the whole, but it's even more than that. Why it's entrepreneurial, why I can see many coaches don't become coaches, you have to create all the content. Yeah. It's you're creating, but it's the content that matches your brand your experiences, your, so going back to where my childhood, I had such an eclectic journey that to me, I can talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. 
What I mean by anybody, yeah, well, their career. I've seen so much and I've recruited so many different types of people that it's just, there's sort of a, a flavor, there's sort of a, a thread that goes through all of it. Right. Everybody needs a job. Everybody sometimes hates their job. And everybody sometimes needs to stay there. And how do they deal with that? And how do they transition? Right, so, right. So it's so it's interesting. I think when you know, folks, if you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in uh, you know engaging in a career coach, I think it's important to vet that that coach, right? Yeah. And I think that ICF, the inter, is it the International Coaching Federation, correct? Yep. yep. You know that designation is extremely important. You may have somebody who, you know, is great talking to people. Yeah. Um, but are they certified? There's a whole nother level of knowledge and information points that an ICF certified coach gets along the way that is really going to be beneficial for long-term coaching and growth. It, yeah, to add to that, that's the real separation. It's, I, my heart goes out to anybody who puts some, you know, their shingle out as a coach, anybody. And that's great. And I've seen that and I did it, you know, without even knowing what it means. But when you step into that arena, it separates the boys from the men, girls from the. It's it's just another way. Well, it's like a CPA. You could be a, um, you know, you could be an accountant, but a CPA has a different level. It's not that one is better than the other. It just gives you that more credibility, and especially in corporate, mm-hmm. corporate HR wants that because why you're coming in and you're talking to senior level people. The, the, it's got to be some kind of where they know there's a standard. Sure. So you're right. There's sure. a standard there. Yeah. So tell me about, um, like, obviously, I know what the value and the benefit of coaching is. Mm -hmm. Again, you and I have been talking for a number of years, and it's helped me tremendously with a few different things. And let me just speak a few moments how it's helped me, and then I want to get your perspective uh, as we're sipping on our Starbucks here. (laughs) So again, bear with us here. I'm I'm drinking a venti uh, iced dirty chai. And what do you have? I have the... um dark roast cafe what are they called the cafe, cafe verona verona yeah yes. the verona yeah the yes. barista recommended it so yes. uh Love yeah it. so we're enjoying a uh, a nice beverage here so you know i it was coaching is valuable to me so you came to me in a time where i was transitioning to another employer mm-hmm. okay so I was coming up from a financial institution that was very widget driven and I wanted to break away from that and I really wanted to tap into my personality and begin to reinvent myself with the consultative recommendation for financial services. And um, you know, was it it was I, I needed that I needed you during that transition because then there was another open position that I was interested in going. So this is a this was a period of change for me. Mm-hmm. This was a period of growth mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. and I needed some perspective on what the immediate future would look like, but then also what the long-term future was going to look like as well. So, you know, I get into this role and I perform well, and you know, two or three years from now, this happens. But you know, what's the what's the long-term piece of it? You know, what what does that look like for me? So, unfortunately, and again, if you were listening to one of the earlier episodes, I talked about being laid off and first steps and next steps. And, you know, during that time period where I was laid off, um, I needed to, I needed to discover what I wanted to do next. So it was very, our sessions were very discovery driven. And that was important for me to kind of go through that process a little bit to gain some perspective on what I want to do and what, what my passion is. Like, what am I, you know, I remember you asked me one time, you're like, 
what are you passionate about? Like what gets you out of bed in the morning and what are you really passionate about? And I said, you know what, Rich? I said, I love to help people. I love to help people. And if I can do it in banking and make a good financial recommendation to somebody and help their finances or help repair their credit score, whatever it is, that is a great satisfaction for me. I don't want to have a widget. I don't want to force a checking account on somebody or you know some other product that they don't need. It just doesn't do anybody any good, you know. So here I am. I think it was really tapping into um, what I needed to do as an individual. So again, if you listen to one of the earlier podcasts, you know I'm I'm now employed as a business development representative for a uh, financial institution, doing that very thing and and giving that uh, giving those recommendations. So that's the value and the benefit that I find in coaching. And I, I look forward to our continued sessions because, you know, things are going to change. Things are going to evolve. It's never going to stay the same. So I'm going to look forward to our sessions and see how you're going to challenge me to be a little bit more thought provoking. Um, but then how I challenge you too. you know, I, I may come up with something completely out of the random and, you know, you're going to have to build your, your, uh, you know, put some more tools in your toolbox you know, in order to uh, coach other folks. So if you were kind of to define what the value or the benefit of coaching is uh, from your perspective, what would that be? Yeah, it's a great question again. So I boiled it down to probably two or three main pieces. I'll, I'll kind of go, why coaching? And I think one of the greatest aspects of coaching is most people that I work with are already high achievers, high performers. But they've reached a point where they have a gap. Everybody reaches that point. Mm-hmm. Call it a transition, a gap, a crossroads, whatever term you want to use. Whether they've done it themselves or external. It's, mm-hmm. it's one or the other. So I really look at this is that people that are high performers who have achieved you know, really success may not always need a coach. But they want a coach. Because they recognize that the usual strategies and advice may may no longer be enough to help them succeed. Mm -hmm. So as a coach, they want a coach who will be honest and challenging. Sure. That's the differentiation. It's going to be, it's almost a court jester, Mm -hmm. if I could put in that term. Because if I can add here, like, you know, although we knew each other. Yes. We really didn't know each each other. other. No, you didn't. So you were just, you were able to look on the outside in. And you challenged me. You definitely challenged me. I got, you know, I remember our first conversation was supposed to be, you're like, hey, I got 30 minutes for coffee. We sat down for coffee 30 minutes. That conversation wound up being two and a half hours. Right. I mean, we unpacked a, a lot, lot of, of stuff, a lot, lot of stuff. stuff. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah. So, so that is your perspective for the value and the benefit of coaching. So. Yeah. Because everybody says, coach, I don't need a coach. It's not that. It's just that you've been successful. It's that now as a coach, I come from the outside. I have no vested interest for me, it's you. So with my clients, I look through, you know, when they, when they engage me, it's really to make your success your success. I'm learning as a coach as I go with that. I'm listening to my intuition. I'm listening to my feelings. But I don't come through the lens of judgment. There's a non-judgment. Whatever mm-hmm. is, it's your journey. So the value of this is that it gives you a third party that has a different perspective objectively looking at it at your subjective but your subjective and i bring your subjective to the new objectivity that you realize wait a minute and that's the breakthrough that's the aha moment that's like oh yeah but the real essence of that is it's shifting the mindset 
it's shifting how you see things now, which most of us compartmentalize our thinking, to more of a new way of thinking. I never thought about that. Well, yeah, let's look at it. And we explore this, but it really is different. It, it closes, my role is to bridge the gap with whatever you're going through and to take you from where you are now and to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. You may know where you want to go, but you may not know how. So, get, so give me, I guess, maybe a little bit of background. So let's say I'm, I've, I've researched it and I'm okay. I'm to the point where I want to connect with somebody who's a coach. Maybe it's, maybe it's you. Mm-hmm. Tell me what that initial conversation sounds like. Like, what do you, what do you go through? What kind of questions are you asking? And again, I know we could probably sit here for an hour and just go through that first, <laughs> first phone call. But give me a little bit of a picture. So if there's somebody who's listening, who's considering engaging a coach, what can they expect from a question perspective or what they need to share in order for you to get your information? Yeah, I would, I would say that, and, and it is such a wide spectrum, but I've kind of boiled it down to a couple high points, and it works both ways. When I engage a client, out of the, it could be out of the blue, they've seen an advertisement, I've been referred by somebody, or a, or a corporate client, you have to have chemistry. Chemistry is key because you're going to be disclosing things between each other that are really get to some very personal things. And they'll share things with a coach they have never shared with anyone else. Literally, mm-hmm. it's because it's almost like a, it's a trusted advisor is really what the essence I see it as. And you have to give that genuineness that they can trust you and verse, worth both ways. So I always have a discovery session. It could be, I, I've had, like I said, a half hour to two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the person, you feel comfortable with them, you as a coach are asking them questions and you're getting that, that kind of vibe is one. It has to be at that chemistry level. But also is as a coach, you have to be honest. Can you help this person? Mm. Is this person open to be helped? Right. A lot of high performers say they want help, but they're not, they really don't want it. Yeah. They don't want to be challenged. They say they want to be challenged. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find out with a lot of senior level executives, but they've reached a point that they're not going to succeed anymore because they have either destroyed relationships they have a, you know, whatever problem, and they just can't kind of get out of their own mud. They're stuck. Mm-hmm. So th- that's a great question. I-, I would think that it works both ways. It has to be a two-way street. But I'm going to ask questions from a very standard framework. You know, how do you see yourself in the future? What do you need to change? Um, what doesn't need to change? Sometimes we don't need to change anything. Sometimes people are just unhappy because they realize that they're just at a job that they need to change, not everybody else need to change. And so I find that very interesting. I want to get to the heart of it. I'm going to get to the emotion. I'm going to get to the intuition. What's their intuition saying? What's their thought process? Mm -hmm. And it really is, that's the kind of essence. So it's more of a discovery. Let's just open this up. You could call it a strategy session. Mm -hmm. What's your strategy? What's your vision? What's the goal? So I think think the the first point that you made Mm -hmm. about the chemistry part of it is really important because you can, you can, I think, arguably have a, a, you know, career coach. But if you can't trust that person and you can't be open with that person, I, I'm not sure how beneficial it would be to even proceed from there. So that's why, like I said, I think you and I sort of build a relationship before we even got into the coaching part of it. So I think I think you need to be able, as an individual, you need to be able to share that with your coach. The more information they have, the better, right? 
The more the better. And I would say if, if I could put it in more of a framework, I think the best coaches that get certified with the ICF either come from HR or come from recruiting, hmm. especially in the career or even not career or a serial entrepreneur. As I deal with a lot of entrepreneurs or startups, you have to have the context of where they're coming from. If not, then how can you speak the language? How can you understand the pressure or understand what they're going through? Right. There's a whole dimension. I've seen coaches that have come out of sales and go into. I said it's it's very it's much harder for them because they just don't resonate in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Now maybe they've gone through different things and challenges. They can kind of work through that. But I think it's I don't think it's uh, really beneficial. Do I take on people that are looking for? Um, you know, you know, you know, whatever kind of coach, you know, somebody who has, you know, you know, issues with their family. No, mm-hmm. that's not my. Right. So I know as a coach, when I get that, I what? kind of pass that off. I, it's not, I can't. Yeah. I mean, you know what your limits are, right? I, I, I know them too well. So, so the other thing I wanted to ask you too, because again, I've, I've found so much value in talking with you as a coach, um, that I've spoken with other people who have experienced a career gap or somebody mm-hmm. who, you know, just is not happy in their role. And I've had some really deep conversations with people. And I think that resonate or that came from our conversation. So I've learned a lot from you Mm -hmm. and how to ask some questions and kind of unpack some things for people. But there's folks out there that just don't respond to it. They just don't respond to it. And they're really not happy with their role. I mean, it's extremely clear. And I hope I hope by talking with me, they at least feel some sort of relief or some benefit to that, to know that there are other things out there and there is help that's available. But how do you, how do you, I don't want to say convince, but how do you make somebody aware that they need this? I think your perspective or just an outside perspective in general is so valuable to a human being but yet they won't engage. I'll give you another, I'll just give you another quick example before I ask you to uh, answer that question. You know, LinkedIn has this feature where you can be an advisor for people who are looking for help. And I said, sure. I said, you know what, let me sign up for it because again, I've enjoyed our conversations and I feel like I can provide some value to some, some folks out there. So I signed up for it. I engaged this one individual and, uh, you know, I said, you know, let me know, you know, what your, what your question is and kind of paint your scenario for me and I can, um, you know, best answer it. So we went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with messaging and we had a call set up and then she canceled and then we had another call set up and she canceled for that. And we've never reconnected since. So, you know, she put herself out there enough where she's asking for help, but yet when help was presented to her, there was no engagement whatsoever. So how do you have that conversation with somebody? And again, not not the word convince because it's this isn't a it's not a salesy thing. You know, you're you're helping people. Mm-hmm. You're giving good recommendations. How do you have that conversation with somebody to get them to the next step to pick up the phone and call you, to pick up the phone and call somebody or engage an executive coach? Yeah, it's a it's a complex question, but I've I've looked at it from multiple perspectives and I think there's a combination there's an old, um, it goes back to Aristotle. Aristotle created this thing called the, uh, there was a story he did where there were six people in, in, in a cave and 
they were chained together looking face to the wall of the candle behind him and all this saw were the shadows hmm. and one person escaped and came out and said wait there's a whole nother world and he went back in and said hey you guys can leave it's like and they refused to listen so he had been enlightened some of us become enlightened mm-hmm. and we come back to the cave and we say hey there's another world that wait and we're happy <laughs> and we're sharing and we're delighted yeah, yeah and and what what we learned in coaching with neuroscience and research is the brain sometimes does not want to move because it's comfortable where it's at mm. and the brain will protect you at any cost no matter if you know over the mountain is a beautiful oasis but you will stay where you're at because of the brain. And why do some people? The why is a very unknown. But I believe by sharing, it taps inside the subconscious. And by even, I've had a lot of discovery sessions. Eight months later, I get a call. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I don't know what in between that time occurred. Sure. But the pain, usually the pain became severe enough. The stone in the shoe was severe enough that they finally stopped and took it out. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting too because when somebody decides that, you're not necessarily there for that decision, right? So it's everything leading up to that. It's all those conversations. Yes. It you know might be again it's some different information points. Maybe this person winds up talking with somebody else and yeah. says, "Hey, you know what? Okay, I got to give my coach a call," sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. You're never there for that moment. You know, we all we often talk about it in the financial services industry when folks want to engage us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're often not there when the customer makes the decision That's to right. engage us for a loan or you know to open an account or whatever it is. But it's all the actions leading up to that that makes that decision happen. It's, it's exactly right. And I think it's, it's the credibility. I think I can, I can show them all the certifications and all that. That's great. That's part of that. The other part of it is just the transparency and genuineness. The, the warmth that they feel, okay, this person, I feel sense that they're going to help me. Mm-hmm. But it is. And, and to me, being non-judgmental, I just take it as okay. Because I have to put myself in their shoes. There are many things that I get called and say, well, I'm not interested in that now. Right. Or I'll park that away. But you're right. I believe that the universe brings us together who need to be together. And not everybody I work with, I can't work with. Right. I had to learn that. Just, okay, let the bird go. I yeah. can't. And I've learned too, you know, I, again, I've always been a people person and felt like sometimes I would be offended if somebody didn't engage with me or, mm-hmm. you know, and I've learned through this process to just be okay with the fact that people maybe don't want help or they just don't want to engage and you know what i'm okay with that so like for this particular individual who's on linkedin if she wants to message me i am very happy to still talk with her but if she never messages me again then i wish nothing but the best for her you know so that's a good point i i I have a phrase that was it was uh, you know one of my professors wrote a book and one of the things she mentioned was not everybody wants a coach but everybody deserves a coach. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the essence that I have to be ready to share. If the chemistry is there and the person is ready, mm-hmm. they have to be ready. And I've also had to let go and say, some people, maybe the universe brought them that I'm not meant to coach them because there's something there that I have no I They're just not coachable. Right. And there are non-coachable people mm-hmm. because it goes back to what I said earlier. They don't want to change. Right. They don't want the help. Right. So what type of clients do you work with? It, it's really become, 
you know, one of the things in coaching is there, there's many schools, but I think looking through the frame and the lens of my entrepreneur background, you have to have a sort of niche. Now, the niche can change, and it has changed. Um, I don't brand myself as a career coach. I'm more focused on the mindset, the personal and professional leadership of the person, which career is a big part of that because that's what we mostly talk about. Well, we could talk about physical, you know, you know, where they are physically, do they need to get in shape? We could talk about, I mean, healthy lifestyle issues. Mm -hmm. Um, the other is how to, you know, work with others in their company. And so we talk about emotional intelligence. We talk about other things, but back to your question, it's two or three types of people. It's the high performer who has been successful so far. They don't need success. They've tasted success, but they realize to get to the next level, they need something. Mm -hmm. And they keep reading books. They keep reading this and nothing is, it's all the same, whatever. And they, and they get motivated for a while. So coaching is not about motivating somebody. Coaching is about opening a different perspective and giving somebody the tools or they may already have the tools in their toolbox, but giving them an action plan, creating an action plan mm -hmm. and taking the steps, but holding them accountable, helping them to be committed to the action plan, not motivating them. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's high performers, high achievers, same term. It's entrepreneurs who are great at starting a company, but are so overwhelmed because they just don't know how to scale. Mm -hmm. How do I get to the next level? Because now they got to start hiring people. How do I manage people? I'm good at this product side. And I would say the third is your corporate leaders, people that are at the C-level or at the VP level or director level. And the most of the time is they've, they've done a 360, which is a way to kind of review uh, through the corporate. Mm -hmm. And there's a gap. And the gap is usually, you know, Jim or Mary is... Uh, they're just great. They they look at all the sales they brought in, or they're and they realize that it comes back and there's negativity. Well, I don't know if Jim can take it to the next level because he's he's not good with people. I mean, he rubs people the wrong way, mm -hmm. and so usually what happens is the gunslinger approach needs to shift into the management approach, mm -hmm. the leadership approach, and that's the big gap that they have. So it's an entrepreneur, it's a leader in a corporate setting who has some kind of gap or also could feel alone. There's nobody there at their level and how do they work? And so they have kind of a trusted advisor to come in to kind of work with them. And it's also the high performer, high achiever uh, who is in sales, marketing, business, whatever it may be, where they need sort of that um, next level in their career. Mm -hmm. But I would say career is, is, is really most of the stuff we talk about, but we, there's a whole spectrum of things yeah so how do you source um your opportunities or folks that you want to talk with i mean i know you're very active on linkedin yeah. um but i also know you get a lot of referrals um <laughs> you probably get a lot from me right. again which i think is great and i'm not you know patting myself on the back but i've again i've found so much value in our conversations that i think folks really need to talk with you so so where do you source some of these folks and I guess maybe let's go a step further. How do they find you? How, what is your contact information? Let's, let's do all that. Yeah. LinkedIn is probably the biggest, uh, I have about over 10,000 contacts on LinkedIn. 
over the years. And so I'm very fortunate that LinkedIn, I made it seven, eight years ago, the LinkedIn was the future. Um, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on, I'm on Twitter, but it's a small footprint. LinkedIn is where business people go. Okay. That's mm-hmm. my, that's my fishing hole, if I could say, where I swim or my swimming hole. So LinkedIn and I'm testing with LinkedIn different ways to advertise or different things because it's really a hit or miss. I mean, coaching is very uh, with that. Uh, we're also doing an offline advertisement in a local magazine um, to kind of see how that's going to capture people. So I'm always testing things, but referrals is probably the biggest and I think will be. And the third piece is HR, going into companies uh, as I begin this fall to really partner with HR folks mm-hmm. uh, because they're really the gateway or the segue into a company. Sure. Because they, they have a pulse on what's going on. Absolutely. Um, to, to reach me, you know, we can give my, you know, uh, you know, www is richardlaboon.com. It's richardlebon.com. And everything there gives you about what is coaching, my background, my approach, my philosophy, um, what separates me, what makes me unique. You got to be unique mm-hmm. sure. as a coach. So, and they can also find you on LinkedIn too. Uh, the same you know, first name Richard, last name Laboon, L E B O O N. Uh, they can find you on LinkedIn as well. You would encourage anybody to connect with you, right? You're- anybody, because you never know. And and it's amazing. I actually, uh, to add to that, I got a call from a referral, whose the wife was being coached by a female coach, but the husband said, I don't do. <laughs> and and ironically, he ended up being one of my best clients, and he, he's a entrepreneur in a venture capital fund, and it's because he resonated because his wife said, you need therapy. Coaching appealed to him, and mm-hmm. that's what I get. So I get a lot of people say, I don't need therapy. And it's not therapy. Right. Therapy is not coaching, and coaching is not therapy. Yeah, it's definitely when you two need, different things. When you need therapy, you need therapy. The major difference is coaching takes from where you are today and helps you take and look to the future. Mm-hmm. That's what a coach is. You get into my coach, and I'll take you further and faster than you could on your own. Mm-hmm. And that's the essence of coaching, right? Yeah. There. And it's interesting too, you had kind of mentioned earlier that, you know, it's all about, you know, people can read all they want. They can read all the articles they want, whether it's online or it's in a magazine or it's in the newspaper, they can read all they want, but there's no substitution for that human connection, right? right. You get an energy from another human being and you get a thought process when you're in the presence of somebody or you're speaking over the telephone that, you don't get from paper and you don't get from the computer. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would encourage the folks listening to engage in a career coach. I think that having that personal connection is really important because, you know, again, I could be buried in a book, you know, what color is my parachute or whatever, <laughs> whatever else is out there. Yep. But like you said, you get an energy from that person, that other person that really helps you, I think, propel yourself forward. So if, if uh, I could just add to that, sure. there, there is a magic we call it a magic. There's a third space that's created. And we co-create something. So when two people come together, there's a, even at the quantum level, you create something that is uh, really something new. It's a third, and you're filling a space. And you're, you as a coach is filling that space with the client. And the client's filling the space. And they're more open because we're allowing it to be non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. It's experimentation. 
you can experiment and that's the essence of what it is so you could read all you want i get a lot but why and i said that's great but we need to set that aside for right now not that that's bad or good but everything you read before could give you and help you right now mm -hmm. but that's not what we're focused on right and most of those things that people read it's all about motivation mm -hmm. willpower try it harder work harder mm -hmm. stay focused more that doesn't. That's not what it's about. Yeah. So. All right, we're we're uh, about to wrap up here. So, is there anything else that you wanted to add? I appreciate you taking the time today. I thought this was really great content. Um, but is there anything else that you want to add? No, I think it was great to at least share my journey, the deep passion I have for coaching, and I'm my own coach. So it's interesting to coach others as I coach myself. Mm -hmm. And I have a coach. I talk with other colleagues that are coaches, and we kind of see where we're at and where we're not and what we need to. So it's always, this is such an intangible industry and career, but it becomes tangible because you can see the shift. You can see things that change. You sure. Can see, you can see the outcomes that sometimes take a long time, mm -hmm. six months, a year. You're like, oh, we look back, Wow. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I get excited about. So yeah, and you, you see performance increasing and just the mindset shifts completely. My, it's all I call it optimal performance. I'm glad you brought that. I completely forgot that it is about optimal performance. It's really about the outcome is your optimal, not not some some over the top performance. It's about optimal, right? And optimal right. Is such an open term you can make it what you want. Sure. So it's cool. all right, good. All right. Well, I appreciate you joining me today, Rich. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, folks, this has been Off the Top of My Head podcast. Again, this uh, podcast today was sponsored by absolutely nobody. <laughs> so we will not be uh, saying a sponsor at this point. But uh, thanks for tuning in. And until we connect again, all my best. Take care. I hope you enjoyed listening to Off the Top of My Head podcast today. This podcast originates from the Anchor app and is distributed to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher, among others. If using the Anchor app, feel free to send me a voicemail and I will continue the conversation by responding and possibly using the audio in the podcast. If you like the content and you're using the Anchor app, please give some applause. If you want to hear about a specific topic, send me a message. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. All my best for continued success. Be well and bye for now.